Greetings, investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Under the Shadows of Terror and Fear. It was written by Matt Ryan, and uh, he did it in just the last couple of days, and I'm sure it'll be a, a, it'll eventually appear on their website, Reckoning of the Dead. Matt Ryan is our game master, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Matt? Thanks, Tom. Uh, everybody, welcome to the game. We're going to Mars. In fact, you have been going to Mars for quite some time. I think you've spent 10 or 11 months aboard the Sojourn, which was a, a spacecraft probably built in outer space. So you all and your other crew members left Earth, took the shuttle to the space station that orbits Earth, got in this massive craft, the Sojourn, and started your long journey to Mars. You 13 are going to be the first people on Mars. The date is 2032. Mars has been explored, photographed, rovered for 50 some years. But now is the time for human boots to tread its dusty surface. So we begin the game with the crew having a celebratory whiskey as you prepare to enter the final stages of your mission. And to give a very remedial recap um, to you, to our viewers, and to me, because I'm not really a sci-fi guy, I prepared PowerPoint. Mars, the red planet. As I said, this is remedial. This is your solar system, and we all know it. We know the inner solar system with Sun, Mercury, Mars, Earth, Mars, close. Your journey, you can't just point a straight line and shoot at Mars. So you have to take this orbital trajectory towards Mars. You can see my cursor move. So you have, can you see my cursor move? Yes. Mm -hmm. You've got a fairly limited window for your landfall on Mars because everything here, of course, is moving around the sun. So here's the sojourn coming around. You're going to land on Mars. You've got uh, a landing craft that you've nicknamed the bottle rocket. And you will take the bottle rocket to the surface. The bottle rocket I'm picturing it as some sort of a challenger looking vertical takeoff lift thing with enough fuel to go down once and come back. And you've got a decent sized cargo aboard the bottle rocket. You've got a couple of Land Rovers that you're going to live in for the three weeks that you stay on Mars. And then after those three weeks, you're going to get back aboard the bottle rocket. You're going to return to the Sojourn and then you're going to spend 10 or 11 months going back home. Everyone knows this. This isn't brand new information to the crew. Is this, let me quick jump ahead. No, okay. This is the planet. The blue areas are the low-lying surfaces. Deepest blue, the furthest down. Uh, brighter and red are the higher surfaces. This is a range of volcanoes here. Mars is slightly smaller than Earth, to put this to scale. 
Um, Tarsus, where'd my cursor go? Tarsus is this volcanic area here. The, that's Greek for the Golden Plain, which is where a lot of rovers have been touching down. And this big continental wide area here is called Noah's Land or a Noachus Terra. You're going to be landing in this system of chasms. You're going to be exploring those because your engineers think, and, and, and all the science points out to you, that that's probably the, the likeliest spot for concentrations of frozen water or you know, any kind of frozen liquid or something and the different minerals and, and whatnot in the exploration that you're going to do on Mars. Here's a close-up of that area. You're gonna take your ship and you're gonna land it right here in this Aurora chaos. You're gonna assemble your Mars buggies, which are these giant RV things. And you're gonna, the plan is that you're gonna go up uh, the Eos chasm and explore this, and this, uh, the Mariner's Valley, Valle's uh, Marineris. That's what this whole system of canyons is. And these things are you know, thousands of kilometers long. <laughs> that ends the show. Your remedial preamp. Uh, I think you've got like a day or two before you load up. How's the conversation amongst the group? There was a lot of banter on the way to this stage, as I saw on the uh, the emails coming across as we prepared for the game. Yes, well, it's my hope that everybody has remained quite happy and, uh, and uh, are enjoying themselves and keeping themselves busy so that they don't lose their freaking minds. <laughs> oh, good old Dr. Svetnik, bringing the laughs. That's what we appreciate about you. Well, I've got I, a PhD to, in laughter. <laughs> but of course, if I have to remind the good old Svetnik to do his exercises one more time, I'm going to lose it. You will lose muscle mass. No, you don't, we don't have the gravity. It makes me seasick, that thing doing this. Where'd you oh. I, I do not care. Houston Control, this is Sojourn. We are entering orbit of Mars. Over. Won't get an answer for 20 minutes. I don't think it's that long. Um, but they do respond to you and say, um, Mars team, Everything here looks good and according to plan. Uh, proceed to the designated coordinates. We should warn you, and you should see this as well, that there is an unusually high concentration of meteor showers approaching Mars. Um, nothing that concerns us right now, but it is a very large field that we have not been able to see all the way through. We don't think that this will delay or cause any problems, but you should, you should be wary or just be, pay attention. Understood, over and out. After months of uh, doing uh, 3D jigsaw puzzles with the pieces floating off, I feel as though my spatial awareness for small things nearby is pretty good. So I'll keep an eye out for 
angry little rocks from space. Everybody laughs at me when I say they should coat the coat the entire ship in rubber. Just bounce off. Well, I mean, we we could uh, Mendoza, you're 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 specialized with with space rocks, no? Uh, the physics of bodies in space, be they little rocks or planetized planet-sized objects. Well, how much, how much would this rubber coating that uh, Svetvik uh, suggests, would it really help us? The incredible velocities that these things are moving at uh, would obviate that, not to mention the fact that rubber doesn't travel well in space uh, and it's heavy. So, you know, there's a reason we all laugh at the doctor when he suggests that we rubberize the ship. Captain, Good times. Do you have any last words of encouragement for the crew? We've all come very far. Raise a glass. You can see it. <laughs> Raise a glass. Prost. 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 Nostrovia. The crew joins you. Slancha. All right. Let's, uh, uh, Gray, why don't you? bring us into orbit so we can uh is it going to be a geosynchronous orbit over our landing uh area that's right captain yep you you've got it now captain have you decided only 10 can go down there's only room enough for five in each rv have you decided who's going to go and who's going to say stay behind uh let me jump out of character for a second You've all been practicing for years for this mission. So there shouldn't be anything new for any of this. To land the shuttle, the bottle rocket, it requires a pilot, uh, a navigator, and someone um, using the computer. So mechanically, that's gonna be a pilot role, a computer use role, and a navigation role. But you've been practicing this um, virtually. You've been practicing this. So this shouldn't be any surprise. You probably, Captain, already have these people picked out that are going to pilot you down. Yes. Um, so uh, I think we're going to have... Perkins, Wu, and Gordon stay aboard the sojourn uh and uh they should be able to handle any kind of minor course corrections uh through the uh anticipated meteor shower and uh gray will uh pilot us down um to mars in the bottle rocket Okay, so uh, Perkins is staying behind. Wu is staying behind. And, and Gordon. And who else did and you nominate? Gordon. 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 Gordon is staying behind. So I don't know if this is new news. I don't know if Gordon is sad for the first time that he's not going or for the 20th time that he's not going. But Gordon is sad. 
it's because we haven't as yet found any ancient civilizations on on alien planets for him to study. I'll take pictures of the cave paintings should we find any. Uh, little green men. He's not being consoled at all. Okay. The bottle rocket takes those those three those three operations: pilot, computer use, and a navigator to land on your target zone. Um. So Who's I do that for us. Yeah, so I will uh, be in the command uh, section, and I can man the computer. Um, is there anyone here capable of uh, navigation? I have trained in navigation specifically. Excellent, Nacho, you will uh, you'll be our navigator, and uh, Gray is going to pilot the uh, bottle rocket for us. You load up. You're all excited. You're coming into the time when it, so I, you probably there's you've got to climb down from the main ship um, into the shuttle that's probably attached to the side of the sojourn, like some kind of a I don't know piggyback thing on it. You all climb through the various airlocks to get inside. It's already packed and ready to go, and you release. And there's this free fall. And then you turn the engines on and you go towards Mars. Mars, And it's beautiful. It's this big red planet with this little glow. You can see the two moons, uh, Phobos and uh, Deimos, I think it is, making these very quick orbits. So you can watch them move. You know, they move that fast. Uh, both of them, these we they're not spherical. They're all goofy. Not quite big enough to be spherical. No. Yeah, so they're kind of wobbling out around as they go. And you're aimed for your trench. So go ahead, please. And and uh, and make those rolls. Uh, make your computer use roll, Commander. Nacho, make your navigation roll, and I will make a piloting roll for Greg. I'm glad that uh, Nacho brought along this. Lucky potato. Well, all the potatoes on the ship are lucky. That's why we it's decided true. to bring them all. I very narrowly made my 60. I am at a 59 for navigate. So hopefully, <laughs> I guess it was trickier than I thought. I think there's a lot more activity than you all thought. This, uh, you know, um, um, Houston warned you of a meteor storm being distant, it does not feel so distant. There's a lot of activity going on here that you didn't really suspect. Luckily, Gray knows what she's doing and she piloted this thing like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Commander, how are we on the computer use? Oh, you're muted, Commander. Communications officer, he's having some problems. Engaging now. Yes, the uh, the computers are uh, fully operational. Had to definitely pull from some internal uh, fortitude to to get that to work. Almost like fourteen points of uh, internal fortitude to get that to work. But we are uh, <laughs> wanted to make sure I didn't screw this one up. So the first roll. So I don't know if anybody noticed the captain sweating bullets as he was uh, punching through his keyboard, trying to keep the nose up or the end down or whatever it is he has to do. The team prevails. 
Are you okay, uh, Colonel? Do I need to give you any uh, injections? Uh, no, no, no. We're 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 fine here, Doctor. We're fine here. All right. Good to be active again after all this time. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. And the ship comes down just as uh, the Mars dawn is breaking over the horizon, I think, casting this long, deep shadow. Um, you're too far from the chasms. I don't know, maybe you circled around them on your way down, but you're heading for that great sort of uh, open golden plain area. Um, and you touch down. Your craft lands with this big jar and you look at each other and you're on Mars. Woo, we made it. Congratulations. <laughs> Excellent job, everyone. It's true. <clears throat> All systems are operational. I'm glad the ship's I working perfectly. All right, we're on a clock, people. Let's get to Speedwell and Mayflower assembled. Shotgun. There yes, sir. Uh, and are we? How long? Oh, we're going to be down on planet side for weeks. You've the, at the at the the most you've got is three weeks, and we'll just call it twenty-one days. Okay. That's the uh, most that you have. So I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I mean, obviously all the crew already know what jobs they uh, are trained for. Uh, those who are going to be uh, assembling the rovers and those who are going to be assembling the uh, habitats. Uh, we're going to establish a, um, oh, actually, this is a good question. So are the habitats uh integrated the in the rovers okay so we're not we're yep. not making a camp you're not making a camp the, the these rovers are they're sort of two they're massive two-story vehicles they've got cargo room because you've also got three low atmosphere drones okay that you can fly around if you want to and you've yep. probably got just a ton of stuff I mean, just sort of anything that you think would be appropriate, you've got. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, the the bottle rocket uh, will probably have some kind of uh, solar collectors that need to be deployed so it can recharge batteries while it sits here. Um, and uh, we'll get the crew uh, working uh, collectively to get both uh, Speedwell and Mayflower assembled so that we can uh, uh, be moving. Uh, probably it takes six hours to do this. So we'll, uh, we'll get that going. And then the drones uh, codenamed Mo, Larry and Curly will also be uh, prepared. Cheaper question. Uh, we saw a lot of atmospheric activity as we were landing. Are there any new craters nearby? Are we? Is this a um, quantity of meteorites that's burning in the thin atmosphere? Or are we having some impacts? That's an excellent question. Um, and you would. This is your air. This is your field. You would know. I should be able to tell if something's new. Yeah, I've been looking at every photograph we have for ages. Yes, yes. So there are some recent impacts. Um, 
I mean, because the, the atmosphere is so thin that it doesn't really burn anything up. So there's, yeah, there's um, a non-alarming number of new impacts, just sort of around, and, you're, and I guess you're scanning from a porthole, because so far nobody's actually stood on the surface yet, right? Nobody's, nobody's been the first one out of the bottle rocket. So I think from the, the various portholes, you can kind of look around and notice some changes. Absolutely, doctor. I will certainly tell the Colonel about that. Uh, and, I'm, and then the question is, is there anything we can do to protect the bottle rocket from an impact or a way to array the solar panels so that they're less likely to get smacked into oblivion? Because, you know, we only have so much power. If the chance is still one in a million. Yeah, I can do some math about the probability of an object as small as a bottle rocket being hit on a random plane on Mars. Yeah, very small. Uh, with this momentous occasion, uh, we should probably all uh, suit up and, uh, and take our first steps, take our first steps on Mars. Well, that is your honor to go first. But yes. All right. So we'll uh, we'll first deploy the drones so that they can photo uh, photograph everything, and um, yeah, I'll make the uh, descent to Mars. Who's down the ladder? That's fantastic. And who who is accompanying are you, Commander? Are you the first boots on Mars? Mine will be the first boots, but I've invited the entire team to don suits, and we can take a take a quick walk and uh, survey uh, the land, survey the, uh, the field before we, uh, before we get to the task of, of assembling the, uh, the rovers. Okay. So everybody's excited and everybody comes out um, and it's the low gravity of Mars, which you have practiced for, and you're moving around the dusty landscape and everybody can make a power roll right off the bat with some power rolls. When, Tom, when did we start on your clock? I didn't pay attention. It was a little bit after six. Your, your presentation was at 619. Okay. Uh, um, I'm I had a hard success. Yeah, extreme success. They have failed. Failed. Okay. It's not a big deal. You know, you're wandering around. The three of you are wandering around. And um, it's exhilarating for a minute. <laughs> and then there's this sort of, there's just this low-grade headache kind of behind your ear. Yeah. Stress. It's just like, you know, it's like a throbbing. In your head. I do not feel so well. I think uh, the stress is a little bit getting to me as well. The adjusting back to gravity, perhaps. Uh, the odd uh, butterscotch colored light. Yes, I yes, that's it. I think it's just stunning. Uh, I've, I assume we all have video cameras on our helmets. I'm sure, yeah. 
So I'm going yes, to be. Yes, and communication. So you're all in constant communication. And, and with the crew back on the ship as well. All right, people, that was excellent. Great work. Let's uh, break into teams and uh, let's get these uh, vehicles put together. Okay, Solid fantastic. Team. And it does, Captain, as you had said, takes about six hours. So uh, the crew's working hard. Everybody's doing what they have to do. Those suffering from a headache find that it's not debilitating. It's just sort of a, it's in the back of your head and it's just kind of a nuisance more than anything. It doesn't stop you from doing the activities that you have to do. And um, while everybody's sort of out and about on this first day, Preparing for your journey, everybody can give me a perception roll. Spot hidden. Yep, sorry, I play a lot of different games over the summer. <laughs> Spot hidden. Hard success. A hard, do we have an extreme? No. Or we have I a could, hard? I, yes, I have a hard success. Okay, so um, uh, of I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your chore is outside of the ship while people are getting ready. But you see something like, looks like on a hot day when the road shimmers, kind of a little mirage, a flash of something, a fair bit away. But when you look, I mean, it's not, it doesn't just happen once. There's a spot over there that it happens a few times. Whenever you kind of look over in that area, there's some, you know, like a heat haze or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Commander Luis, uh, uh, Luis, you, you're, you're the expert of, of climatology. Uh, are there heat? shimmers on Mars or the I just want to make sure that I'm seeing something natural and not associated with my possible headache so either uh, Mendoza or or Lewis if either of them know I'm, I'm asking um well, there shouldn't be, Lewis says. I mean, isn't that, isn't that a property of um, moisture? Yeah, I guess like, maybe not. No, it would be odd, she says. Well, maybe uh, make sure, I'll make sure to sit down for, for a bit once these are assembled, because my, my head is... I don't know if this is maybe if, if you could come to over to where I am. I'm currently uh, unpacking my medical supplies and bringing them into one of the rovers. I can kind of point it out to you on the horizon. See what you think. Do you have binoculars with you? Uh, well, I'm with all this equipment, so so I could easily obtain binoculars. Grab binoculars. I'll come down. I'll come to you. Says okay. uh, Lewis. 
Dr. Drostov, you seem a little upset. Is there something wrong? Uh, something, I'm, I'm fascinated by something. There's, I, I see a kind of shimmering effect, like water evaporating in the desert, which would be, if it's, if it's not, uh, if I'm really seeing it, then that's a, uh, something I'm sure we'd love to study while we're here. Martian Mirage, that would be odd. Um, where do you see uh, this? Is it, yeah, can you uh, give me a coordinate on that? I'm curious to see whether I spot it as well. Uh, it's near the uh, kind of the over towards the plains, and some of it's over towards the mouth of the canyon, kind of a Martian north, a north a west from our position all oh. along the, uh, the horizon. You don't have uh, spots before your eyes when your eyes are closed? No. Okay. Anybody who made their uh, perception check, not perception, spot hidden, thank you, who made their spot hidden check with those slight directions can see a similar phenomenon. Uh, that's very strange. I don't, that seems like something much more, that should be a much thicker atmosphere. Um, if we, if three of us can triangulate a little bit, we can get a sense of the distance that it is. Uh, you know, it might be worth investigating. There could be a little vent of evaporating gas or something that would be worth getting a spectrometer reading on. Unless it's too far away, we have to wait. I don't know. It's I don't know how far away it is. <laughs> I'm only the keeper, but. Maybe, and it's very—it's a very flat area where you are, sort of at the bottom of this, you know, this golden plain. So maybe between a quarter and a half kilometer, you can see that far. It's flat. Not far at all. So you don't, you don't want to go chasing mirages. No, we, we, we can keep... if if there's some something coming from underneath the surface. I mean, we could send Mo Larry or Curly out to go observe it closer. Yeah, I second that. We have a fairly tight schedule for getting the rovers ready. So if we just now, once, now that we've all taken our group selfie with the drones, et cetera. Colonel Grant, should I retask one of the drones? Yeah, let's uh, send one. How close, are, how far along are we in our uh, uh, schedule, assembly of the vehicles and getting ready to move out? Uh, I, it's up to you. You can be towards the end of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're we're nearly complete in uh, getting ready to roll out, and according to our schedule, we definitely need to uh, uh, make at least uh, five clicks into the uh, into the uh, the Marianas uh, Valley, or at least into that direction. Um, so this will eat up into that time. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and retask one drone and uh, see if you can get an estimate on its uh, true distance, and uh, we might be able to uh, uh, redirect into that direction and, and drive there if need be uh, without sacrificing too much time. But uh, we'll need to find that out pretty quick. Yes, so. sir, right away. Okay, Pershing, you're gonna fly a drone over in that direction? You've got the coordinates from your colleagues? Yes, sir. And, Go ahead yeah, and make Pershing. Pardon? I'm just going to recommend that he uh, 
use uh, different frequencies to see if anything shows up on UV or infrared or anything? Multiple scanning? Yeah, the drone probably does that already. Understood. Very good. Go ahead and make a luck roll for us. Oh, nice. Spot on. By uh, under one. Uh, 49. Good That's good enough. I mean, it's you wouldn't have to divert too far out of your way. Um, once you get the rovers moving, it's sort of the way that you have to go, right? So it's just a little divergent off to the side. And you fly Mo over there, and you've had a lot of practice with drones, and you've had a lot of practice um, reading the various data outputs from the drone and um, viewing through its mechanical eye, its camera, as it, uh, as it sails around. And you get to the point, and you're not getting any readings at all from the drone on anything. There's nothing coming back, Colonel. No, 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 you're not getting anything weird. You're seeing lots of, um, you're seeing lots of Mars soil. You're seeing okay. lots of smaller impact craters. It's all operating normally. You're yeah. not seeing, you're not seeing anything abnormal. You're not seeing anything that would cause or even hint at some kind of a, a mirage reflection. And, and, and as you're looking at it through the, the monitor, through the, the various cameras that Mo has, it all just looks the same. Mm. I mean, it all looks like Martian terrain. And you can and you can recheck coordinates with your colleagues, and you're fairly certain you're in the spot where they said they saw something. And through the drone's eyes and senses, you don't see anything. Mm. It's an optical like illusion, then, I would suggest. Can, yeah. um, I, should, I should let you make um, Pershing. I should let you make a spot hidden roll. Okay, certainly. Oh, my uh, my luck's fifty five, not fifty. My mistake earlier. Uh, oh gosh, it's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> Ninety eight. <laughs> okay, you don't see you don't see anything out of the ordinary. You're you're quite confused at what your colleagues are talking about. Doctor Doctor uh, uh, Drozdov. Um, can you sort of make out the uh, the drone out there? Does that I, look like I, I, I see Mo out there. It, he's right. hovering right over where the the shimmer is. Huh. I mean, look look at the readings here, Doctor. It, it, I'm not. I, I don't know what any of this means, Doctor Svechnik, Um Do I remember uh, that there um, that uh, Perceptual illusions can be caused by uh, magnetic fields. Uh, I'm sure it's possible. Yes, of course. Um, uh, and as shielded as these suits are, magnetism is a powerful force. I'm going to uh, get an instrument from Bottle Rocket and see if I if I can find any anomalous magnetic field or something. It's, it's possible that it's only it's only even viewable from right where Dr. Drozdov is standing. Because mm -hmm. it's an uh, optical illusion in the atmosphere, it's not. Yeah, that's not true. Really Mo, there. Mo could try to intercede our sight lines, Pershing, because you know I saw it from not far away from Drozdov. So maybe it is something that you need to be in some sort of parallel to. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get a magnetometer. While you get that, while you get that, why don't we uh, recall the drone? It's not that far off of our. Uh, planned course 
to get into the uh, valley. Let's go ahead and swing that direction and we can do uh, visual and instrumentational uh, data collection, you know, watch it and scan with your, uh, uh, spec, uh, with your uh, magnetic uh, scanner. Uh, we'll just kind of try and the plan is we'll kind of do it on the drive by unless something spikes, but it's looking like it's probably nothing. And uh, whatever it is, is probably minor. We, it, if time permitting, we can uh, uh, review it in greater detail on the return trip back to the bottle rocket. But let's just do a quick drive by, see what we can see, see what we can scan and continue on with the mission. We're on a, we're on a schedule. Yes, sir. I love it. I don't know if RV assignments have already been assigned or if they have to be assigned on the spot. But I would like to know, Commander, which five you're putting in the speed well and which five are riding slash living for the next two, three weeks in the Mayflower? Uh, well, uh, as it happens, we're going to have uh, myself, uh, Dr. Uh, Drozdov, Dr. Svetnik, uh, Commander Mendez, and Lieutenant Pershing. Um, the five of us will be in the Speedwell. So and the other, the other crew members will be in the Mayflower. Thank you, Mendoza. That's fantastic. <laughs> A quick little aside, you know, the Mayflower made it to the Americas and the Speedwell never left the harbor. How I, okay, but um, you heading over that way and Mendoza, you're, um, you're um, aiming this uh, magnetic field detector device at the area. That's correct. You're, you're getting readings. And if you, I guess if you could somehow attach this to the drone, which there's probably a way to do it, the drone could get these readings as well. But you absolutely are getting um, magnetic spikes coming from this area that uh, Drozdov first spotted. But Pershing noted nothing like uh, an impact there. So it couldn't, you know, it could, for example, if there had been a recent meteor strike that explained perhaps a spike in magnetic activity. But if it's just plain soil, then it's something that landed a while ago and is buried. Yeah, let's uh, let's um, hook this up to, uh, you know, one of the, one of the drones. Mo could go back. I'm sure it's curious. Um, and we can see if we can get a like, you know, he can circle and get a, a complete image of the shape of this magnetic anomaly, and it won't slow us down. That all happens. And, it, and with, and Pershing, with this added uh, magnetic field detector to the drone, you can pinpoint where this weird spike in the magnetic field is coming from. Right here on the monitor. And it's a fairly concentrated area too. It's not that wide. It's very tight. And the spike is very high. So there's something there that is very magnetic. And as you're all approaching, right? Because you're all in the you're all in the speedwell. 
and it's only half a click away. So you're getting close to it and you're all looking at it and you're all looking at the place. And now you're all looking through these monitors and it's just inevitable that somebody's gonna see it. So everybody make your spot hidden roll. Cause you know where to look now. Hey, I finally made it with an extreme. I also got an extreme. I'm looking the other way. I got an 09, we're wasting our rolls. <laughs> Three extremes for one thing. Good job, everyone. <laughs> okay. There are these. As you're looking at it and getting closer, there are this clump of nearly transparent crystals. There's a knot of them that are about a meter and a half high and maybe maybe a meter in diameter, maybe tighter at the base because they kind of, they grow out. And once you've seen them, mostly what you're seeing is the, the sides and the edges of them because you can almost see right through them. And the camera doesn't pick them up at all, but Pershing, you do notice sort of the shadow of them on the ground. So while the camera, the drone's camera doesn't pick them up, the camera does detect this weird shadow. Too bad uh, Wu, our geologist, isn't here. Uh, Wu would, uh, she would love this phenomena, this crystal structure. Uh, so this, I assume, uh, I'm informed on this. I think this is in, uh, uh, unique enough that that it can interrupt the uh, the mission as planned. Uh, so I'll radio the other team on the Mayflower and have them continue on and that uh, they need to continue with the mission and we'll catch up and Speedwell will uh, uh, pause to do a uh, collection and investigation. So we'll pull up to it uh, probably about, you know, 30 meters away from it so we can approach on foot and uh, get a better inspection and decide how it can be collected. And once you disembark from the speedwell and you're that close, you can all see it. Now you know um, what you're looking for. And is this weird, uh, multifaceted, translucent, crystalline formation. Uh, and you said there are a clump of them. Are, are there six of them or 26 of them? No, there's five of them. There's uh -huh. five of them growing in a tight, they're almost joined. Uh -huh. so these five crystal projections or rods. I don't know my geology well enough to know what to call a shoot of rock. But so these five shoots of rock that are connected in the center. And the, the, a meter Pardon? and a half high. Oh, okay. The biggest one. Are they smaller on the outside? Is it like a, yeah. is it, uh-huh. Like a um, quartz crystal? Uh, and are they're crystalline? Are they symmetrical? Not, no, they're not. Uh huh. And I trust that I don't know of any geological construction like this on Earth. You do not. Right. Um, uh, I don't necessarily, uh, Colonel, want to uh, break any part of this off before we learn whether it's a unique phenomenon. Sure. Um, but I would like to, uh, with your permission, I'd like to dig around the base and see if there's some 
evident uh, tunnel that's letting something escape or a root of this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it, and, take, uh, and actually, Pershing can probably also help take uh, spectrographic analysis and see if we can isolate what um, element this, these are. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll also take uh, pictures and, uh, and try and start you know, doing uh, base measurements and everything to collect data, whatever data we can collect. But yeah, please start digging and seeing what kind of uh, root structure, uh, if there is any. And we and, have uh, the surface of can... Mars for eight hours, and we've already found something Look that nobody knew. Amazing, yeah. I'm, 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 well, while they're doing this, I'm considering how the, the ring of a drawstuff crystal sounds in my head, since I'm the one that spotted them. It now, the does, three of you, the three of you that had a, three of you that had a, a slight headache, would you please make another power roll for us? Oh, I um, need this one. Hard pass this time. Uh, another fail. Hard success. Pershing, it's like a it's like a hammer is in your head. Uh, I mean, it's just you've got a headache, man. You've got a migraine, and it, it's not really. It came on quickly, but it hurts. I mean, you almost want to lay down, almost. Well, Lieutenant uh, Pershing, are you? Are you feeling okay? Uh, no, I just an on an onrush of a, of a migraine. It's just Here, came out uh, of nowhere. Let's let's let them take the uh, the readings on the crystal. Come come with me. I'm going to try to help with your condition here. Oh, thank you, doctor. I'm going to start staking out like little. Uh, they almost look like. Uh, uh, little flags that you might see in a neighborhood for cable, you know, bearing. I'm going to start staking out like, like uh, landmark flags, you know, kind of four of them in a perimeter around this thing so that we can uh, mark this thing. And I will also communicate with the sojourn so that they from orbit can take uh, orbital pictures and uh, mark this on a uh, map. They absolutely do. And Wu is ecstatic and pissed that she's not there. She also can't believe that eight hours on the surface and you found something that no one has ever seen before. It's actually kind of unusual, isn't it? That uh, none of our rovers have run across anything like this before. You know, we're having difficulty seeing it though with the drones. Maybe it's, uh, uh, it plays tricks with electronics. Maybe it's difficult to be detected with the electronics. So it's, it's good that man is standing on Mars, you know? Who knows what uh, what our uh, just our innate uh, intuition and uh, curiosity will allow us to discover? So, yes, the uh, discovery of these uh, uh, Drozdov crystals could uh, change the course of history. Who knows? Um, if okay, I, very good. If I scan my magnetometer around. Are there, can I, do I see other patches like this or does it seem to be an isolated object here or group of objects? How sensitive is your machine? Make a, um, make the appropriate science role for, uh, I think, reading the data. Too bad I have a migraine. 
I'm good at this. Yes, they're, they're worrying about the course of history. I'm trying to adjust the course of your headache, okay? Oh. If it, if it's caused by an imbalance, you can probably give him something like I, I mean, that. he could be... I, I'm, I'll, I'll check his valves on his oxygen. Maybe it's similar to altitude sickness. He's not getting enough air. Too, too many potatoes. <laughs> no, it was not the potatoes. The potatoes would never hurt you like this. And that and everything, all of the his vital signs are okay. His equipment is working fine. Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll give him something. I'll 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 scrounge whatever thing I have for. Her. Sure, I'm sure you've got uh, some something. And and purging the, you know, I'm sure it's not related, but the further you get away from that weird crystal thing, the better you feel. Oh. Well, here, take these uh, aromas in my pockets. I found a couple of ibuprofen. <laughs> how, how do you get the ibuprofen from your pocket into We're going back mouth. into the rover. We're not okay. staying here in suits. We've gone back onto There's the There's a rover. special little valve you just put <laughs> little, in. Uh, the ibuprofen, though. Mendoza, how's the, uh, how's the uh, equipment reading coming? You know, I, I gave myself a little penalty by using operate heavy machinery instead of uh, geophysics, and I rolled an 18, so I'm still good. I figured out a little shield so that it could not be confused by what's behind it. So there, there are very slight readings, and um, indicating either that the that the the a, a similar magnetic spike is not as strong as this one, or that it's located quite some distance from this one. But being the thorough scientist that you are, as you walk uh, circumference around this crystal, you've noticed five other signatures, all small, but distinct. And would that put this at one end of a star or uh, in the center of a group it would put this in this. That's an excellent question. It would put this in the center of a group. Yeah. Uh, so, Colonel, uh, this does not appear to be the only object like this. Although we won't, you know, until we investigate further, we won't know. But I'm a little less worried about that causing the damage to this if we need to find out what it is, because it appears to be not an isolated phenomenon. Okay. Um, and when you were collecting those readings and getting those five other additional readings did they seem um uh equal and uh, equidistant from each other so is it is it a measured or is it clustered are all five within a certain firing arc or is it like you said maybe like in a star pattern all the way around five points of a star and and the one we're at is dead center Deeper. Maybe not dead center, right. but no, in the center. No sign that it's a measured distance. Um, but they, you know, if say this was an atmospheric event, it, and there was a burst, this would be in the center of that burst, roughly. Okay. Well, this is interesting to know. Uh, have we done any kind of uh, uh, digging and ground clearing to see? Does it uh, does it descend a lot further? Is there a massive is there something uh, a little more massive under just under the surface? It seems to just have these um, 
roots, but this sort of crystalline formation that just keeps going. And the more you dig and the more you clear, the more crystal there is. So it does it not never really expands wider. So it's almost like, uh, it, you know, it's in the same dimension. But it keeps going down. And, and there's nothing else uh, except Martian soil. There's just regolith and this crystal. There's not like a puff of gas or, right. You know, this, could be, this could be very ancient or, uh, or go very deep. I'm, I, and I, until we get uh, yeah. Yeah, some more readings. Sure. So uh, Nacho, uh, we are starting to run behind schedule. I think what I'd like us to do then um, if you think it warrants it, uh, I, I defer to your expertise, but what do you think about maybe chipping off a small sample, something that we can put into a container box, a specimen box, take that with us. And now that we've placed our little flags and we've, you know, had the sojourn market, uh, on the, uh, global map. Uh, we know where to come back to and, uh, you know, send other uh, rovers and things in the future. But, uh, you know, we'll, we can get back to this, but let's, let's collect a sample if you think that is warranted and get back on our mission. Given that there's, uh, you know, a continued mass of this underground, uh, I've been careful not to chip it as I've been digging and the soil's fairly loose, but it shouldn't be hard to snap a piece off and put it in. I'd put it in something, I'm not, I assume there are no radiation readings, right? We would have uh, there but, but no, no, there probably are because the um, there probably are small radiation readings. Yeah. On every we have lead lined specimen boxes yeah. for yeah. just yes. such an occasion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 You. Okay. Yes. You five and you ten. Your your team is absolutely prepared for the gravity and the radiation. But I think there there would be um, radiation readings from it. Okay. Yeah. So let's get that specimen. And then I think as we continue on, uh, Dr. Uh, Drozdov should probably check us all just to see if we've picked up any uh, spare isotopes. Mm. Or have we yep. uh, picked up any radiation? Uh, Keeper, how hard is it to uh, ping a little piece of this off with a, a rock hammer? Um, I don't think it's that hard. I mean, really, mm -hmm. I you've got the tools for it. Your mission is to collect samples. All right. So you're prepared for this and you, and you have uh, lead line containers for these sorts of things. So um, go ahead. I don't know how big a piece do you want you want, but go ahead and make a dexterity check while you are, uh, while you are taking your sample, please. That's fair. Uh, 30, I'm rolling a hot tonight. So that's, that's a, uh, almost a hard success. It's a regular success, certainly. Okay, very I good. I like a chunk. Um, you know, if it's if it's a if it's a meter and a half high or so, uh, and it's un irregularly, you know, if I could delved and yeah, lop off a piece that was, you know, you know, a foot a foot long and a, and several inches in diameter, say, with Fantastic. whatever natural cleavage. Yeah. Fantastic. And you load it aboard the speed well, and, and you store it where you're going to store all sorts of uh, Mars rock samples that you're going to collect. Yes. And away you go. Okay. You've and got an idea. I'll, I'll drive speed well. 
but I do ask the doctor to check us all out for radiation. Okay, and I think that is likely standard operational procedure uh, for the mission. Um, and the, and the, and the doctor is going to check out the other the other five as well, as as that happens. And as we drive away, my my headache goes even more away from migraine to bad headache to just a mild headache now? That's exactly correct. Yes, and that is exactly correct. Mm. I see the uh, the ibuprofen is kicking in. That's wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Doc. can't believe they let you carry some of that. That's been illegal for 12 years now. Well, you know, I have my own personal supply. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. Not, I don't know why you didn't switch back to heroin and morphine, which is what was finally approved. Oh, I have some of that before a headache. The yeah. leeches are in the uh, other vehicle. Yes, they're in the they're, they're they're under refrigeration at the moment, but to be revitalized uh, for use. Genetically enhanced. Okay. All right. Now you've got this is a several day mission. This is an exciting first day. But you carry on and you're making your way to um, the canyons. That night or the next night, Svetnik, you're awakened in the middle of the night. I am awake. There's a red warning light um, in the cabin, in that sort of dormitory where everyone is asleep. There's a red warning light that you know that indicates that the outer door is open. So that to, that to get in and out of the speed well is, is, is an airlock, of course. So there's a series of doors. And this red warning light indicates that the outer door is open. The door is open. I, I, I get up. And I, uh, I walk over. There's like an airlock, I assume. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably, I mean, it's probably not window. right there in the dormitory. You know, there's probably like a, a hallway you have to go into and maybe descend right. to a ladder. But there are warning lights all throughout the ship to indicate that there's something might be wrong no matter where anybody is. All right. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's night, so you're probably all asleep. And you're probably all sleeping in the same dormitory. I'm gonna I'm gonna ping the uh, the captain or the colonel. Yeah. Ping, ping, colonel, colonel. Uh, there's an intercom button you have to push. Yes. What is it? Uh, there's indicator lights that show that the outer door is open. Hmm. Um, has anybody gone outside? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't taken an inventory. Perhaps we should wake everybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check the crew. What time is it? Um, twenty-five o'clock. What was it? I said twenty-five o'clock. There's twenty-five hours in the day on Mars. Yeah. So midnight yes. on Mars. So it's it's the right. middle of the night. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's get a head count. Let's find out what's uh, where everyone is. Um, has did the speedwell catch up to the Mayflower, and are we uh, camped in the, the same general area? All right. Yes. 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 Yep. Everything. Everything according to procedure, and everything according to plan. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so let's do a head count uh, in Speedwell. Is everyone present? No. Pershing is not there. Uh, uh, <laughs> and how about Pershing's suit? Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's you know click our click our comms and uh, um, I'll go I'll go like stick a helmet on and just click the comms so I can Pershing Lieutenant where are you at What's going on Pershing Come in There's no response and Mendoza when you look at the the rack where the suits are Pershing's is missing. Uh, Colonel, he seems to have suited up and gone out. The 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 sojourner. Did, did we have any way to track our our suits from from the ship in case any of us got separated on the surface? That makes total sense to me. All but right, you need the communications officer to do that. And... Well, I I think I can figure out how this radio thing works. Um, and while the doctor is doing that, I'm going to call over. Uh, on the regular uh, uh, comm board on Speedwell. I'm going to call over to the Mayflower, get that yes. crew awake, and I am going to ask one of them to uh, exit, to come over to the Speedwell to shut our outer door so we can start utilizing our airlock without uh, compromising. If it, yeah, well, is a button working? Can I shut the door uh, internally with a button? Yes, you I, can. And what it looks like, it, it looks like, uh, yeah, Pershing left and didn't close the door behind him. All right. But, uh, Pershing has never shown any any uh, susceptibility like somnambulism to uh, sleepwalking or. No, no, he has nothing like that in his in his medical history. We we screened for all this before the mission. He certainly didn't seem unstable. Never mentioned being born in a barn. Well, uh, soldier. Do we have external lights so we can try to get a visual? Let's I think so. Yep. Turn yeah, on yeah, all the externals. Did you still want somebody from the Mayflower to come over? Um. Well, I want the Mayflower to... Uh, uh, get that crew awake so we can uh, uh, all work in concert to uh, to do this because uh, we might need to split up and go looking for somebody. So, okay, yeah, so they're up and... Yeah, they're up and awake and uh, uh, helping to monitor. Uh, Sojourn, this is the speed well come in. Uh, well, it's late down there. This it is Sojourn. Uh, we we have a a bit of a, a emergency. We have lost a uh, lieutenant Pershing. He has seemed to have left with his suit uh, in the middle of the night. We need you to give us a reading on his location. It looks like he's about um a hundred meters north of you. 100 meters north. He's, he's 100 meters north of us. He's not very far. Okay. And as Let's... you've turned the lights on and you're looking through the portholes, Svetnik, you see him. I can see him over there. He's just standing there. Now that's the direction of the chasms. Right. 
Dr. Uh, Dr. Drostov, could you, can you pull up a monitor of his vitals on the... Uh... What do you think this is, a science fiction film? No, we have to go out there and get him. I... You mean we, we didn't install a vital thing, like a wristwatch that can read your heartbeat and shit? <laughs> All right. Well, let's go get him. I'm not going to go get him. Somebody else I, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to suit up and uh, start my walk to go get him. Uh, currently, respectfully, I don't think you should go alone. I, I, uh, will, I will go. Oh, that makes sense, uh, Doctor. Very good. All right. Come on, Doctor. You two walk out there. It's an eerie landscape lit up from the, the lights of the Speedwell and the Maybach. And there's Pershing back to you and you walk up to him and you're hailing him on the comm and there's just no response at all and you come around i think the, you both sort of walk around him we'll just say it's the same time so you both get to make rolls and he's standing there with his face shield completely retracted open to the atmosphere what <laughs> oh my god and there's no, there's no face. There's no Pershing. Well, it's just Pershing's empty suit. Uh, uh, we have a major problem here. Uh, Pershing, but Pershing's moving a little bit. The suit's moving a little bit. Almost like a person standing there kind of just shifts weight from side to side. But when you look in the face, you look in the helmet, no face. We, 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 we grab, grab, grab his shoulder. We have to take him back aboard. Something yeah, is obscuring I, his visor. We I cannot grab see the, I grab the suit. Okay. The suit, as you grab it, it kind of falls towards you. And the open helmet, right, almost like a big open mouth, sort of leans towards you so that you can look in it. And down it, there's something, this pulpy pink mass. Oh. And, and it's showing up, my helmet light and camera is catching all that. What the hell is that? I don't, something, here, we have to get this back. I have I'm going to try and grab the visor and see if I can pull it down. Uh, I think as you pull it, I think the suit just falls towards you. Okay. And falls and falls on top of you. And this pinkish mass thing starts to like a starts to roll out of the suit towards you. I'm gonna throw it off to the side. And then, <laughs> Sir, are you okay? It, I think at this point you can make uh, go ahead and make a sanity roll at this point. Yep, that's that's fair. Your, 92, I failed. Oh, your cameras are your your cameras are all screwy. I I'm seeing I don't know. It's glitchy. Okay, wait, wait, okay. So um um Commander, did you make it? Eleven, yes. Big time. Made it well. Okay. Okay, but but Drozdov, you failed. I did not make it. Okay, that's fantastic. You're gonna lose one D three points. And you can roll that. And you're gonna wake up. And you're going to wake up in your rack in the middle of the night aboard the Mayflower screaming. 
The Mayflower or the Sojourn? Sojourn. No, neither. Speedwell. You're going to wake up. Yeah. You're going to wake up in your bed in the Speedwell screaming, which wakes the rest of you four up. <laughs> Pershing. Pershing. Ah, ah, what? Ah, I had the, uh, ah, oh, horrible yeah. dream. Oh my goodness, that's the most vivid. Joseph, what's going on? Dream what, I've what's ever, wrong? I've ever had. I. I'm going to check the outer door. Make or sure is, am I the only one who had the dream? You're the only one that had the dream. Ah, you're the only one that had the dream. Oh, wait, I didn't have the dream. You didn't have the dream. Oh, I wanted oh. you to have the dream, but it unfolded in a different direction. I see. So, so. Uh, Dr. Drozdov, why are you screaming? What is wrong? There's the, uh, well, this, I had this dream that uh, you you woke us all up because the uh, outer door was open. I had this nightmare that you woke us all up. Oh, well, that's the reality, I hope. Do you Hopefully need something to help you sleep? I can give you some heroin. Oh, I mean, I, I have that all on my own, too. Okay. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, it was so real. Uh, Just to make you feel better, Doc, I'll, uh, I'll run a diagnostics, make sure everything's locked down on the vessel here. Well, it was, uh, it was you who had wandered outside the ship without the, your helmet. Uh, Good God, that, that would not bode well for one doctor are you okay should do you... Uh, th you there's a lot of stress on us all i'm sure that's just what caused him to have very, a bad dream yeah, very all right. very just very excited i just i'll i'll, I'll, I'll take something and all right good let's uh we've only got a few more hours before we need to wake up so try and get what rest you can and then we have a, a long day ahead of us my, my, my apologies. It's all good. It's all good. It happens to all of us once in a while. Um, yeah, and you've got several long days ahead of you. Um, as you, you, you follow, you've landed here, and you're making your way up the chasm, and you're making good time, and you're doing the things that you need to do. You're collecting the different samples, right? You're taking the different readings. You're doing your jobs. I'm most interested in what the crew is doing about these strange crystals that you, this crystal that you've discovered. And if you want to, and as you're doing the things that you're mandated to do, if you want to explore that as you go along. Well, I've actually got a, a bit of a degree in chemistry. Can I analyze them and see if what they're composed of. Oh yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely can. And, uh, and you don't need to make a roll because they're not like anything that you've seen before. It's strange chemical compounds that you haven't seen. There's, there's no comparison on earth. And there aren't any comparisons from any of the almost tons of samples that have been collected and 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 um, I don't think anything has been brought back from Mars. I don't know. No. It's it's not, but it, it's it's completely dare I use the word alien. 
Hmm. Are we so, at least able to analyze elements? We just don't know the combinations of the elements? The, I think the, there may be elements that you've never encountered before. The morphology is very strange. Um, I don't know what this is. Uh, uh, it's not it's not particularly hard though, right? Because he was able not, to chip off pieces of it. Right. It is not particularly hard. I wonder how quickly when when we first encountered it and saw it, did it look weathered at all? Or did it look like something that grew rather quickly and recently? Um, that's an excellent question. There are, after all, frequent sandstorms on the right. surface of Mars, which will wear a thing down. It did look, it did look weathered. Okay, so it it's could weathered. have been there for a long time. Yeah, could have been there for a long time. But its structure is such that even though it's been softened, it was still so transparent. Virtually transparent, yeah. As a uh, comms officer, I'd like to try running, a, um, is it emitting any sort of frequency or vibrations that uh, communications equipment could detect? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Some kind of really... Um... It's a natural vibration. It's this really... I mean, it's almost a sound. I mean, if you with the right um, application of various um, equipment and science, you can pinpoint this really high end frequency that it's um, making or receiving or possessing. This is fascinating. Doctors, look at this. I'm wondering if this is what was causing my terrible headache back there. Hmm. Keep talking. These, uh, this, this crystal, you're causing your headache. Well, look at this. Look at the frequency, the, this the vibration it's emitting or, or receiving. It, it seems to be significant. It's readable on not one, but two. Well, well here, here, let, let's come, come a little closer to it. I wonder if your head hurt more. <laughs> I, I, but I wonder if the frequency of its vibration is similar to uh, the frequency of uh, the synapses of the brain uh, transmitting, you know, bioelectrical energy that might cause your headache. Who knows? Well, I mean, the sound is so quiet through through the thin atmosphere and the suit. It's quite remarkable. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's also remarkable, though, that uh, no instruments notice these things. It took human eyes on, on the scene. So there may be, I don't know if it's vibrational resonance, but there might be some, I speculate broadly, there's some resonance that is not uh, shielded by our suits. It could be that light itself is causing the, the vibration. Like, uh, what is the element uh, selenium that they use? Uh, this is the sojourn to Speedwell. Sojourn to Speedwell. Do you read me? Oh, this is the uh, this is this is Speedwell. We reread you over and out or over. 
um, uh, it's, it's Gordon on the com. We're picking up uh, a lot of meteor, meteorological activity coming planet ways, a lot, a lot more than anybody had warned us about. There's a significant storm coming that should probably cross the surface of Noah's landing coming from the south, southeast area. It's going to come, I think, right across your path. How deep into the chasms are you? We are, and I, I relay our coordinates. Are we still in the Eos chasm? Uh, have we made it to the Mariana Valley yet? You're, I think you're in the Eos chasm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that would be, let me share my screen. That would be just perfect. If you're somewhere like in this area here, you know, so you've got these high ridges to the, uh, what, what, that's to the, 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 the south of you, these high ridges and these high ridges here to the north of you. But they're really spaced out, so there's a lot of there's a lot of room for the uh, meteors to come in, right? Here, it's fairly spaced out. Yes, yeah. I mean it, it's it's narrower, much narrower in here. It's narrower up here. Could try to make that narrow chasm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So can let's. We, um, yeah. Can we have a quick? Uh, do you uh, term terminology? You say meteorological. You mean weather? Correct. Dust storm. Uh, no, that's probably right. No, I need. I mean, a meteor swarm. Meteor showers. Okay. Thank you. So coming I, from it, it, yep, it means a coming meteor from shower. outer space into into the atmosphere. Meteor shower. Yes. Okay. Sojourn. Yeah. Are you in danger? Are you in the path? Uh, no. Okay. We can orbit around to the uh, far side of the planet. And should be fine. Okay. But I don't know what this is going to do to you all. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep the sojourn safe if you need to. You know, don't stay geosynchronous. Do a orbital, you know, loop, and then return after the uh, uh, the meteor shower if the sojourn is in danger. If it's in the way. If it's not in danger stay geosynchronous because we need your eyes uh but i'm gonna wake up uh, or alert the uh mayflower and uh we're gonna move ahead of schedule and get into that initial neck of the marianas valley where the tightness the narrowness of that valley um should protect us from the uh downfall of meteors my assumption is that they're not coming from a 90 degree angle and that if they have any kind of pitch to them at all, it'll, it'll strike uh, a wall and shield us. And Colonel, yes. If the storm's coming from the South then we can hug that wall. Yep. Uh, and maybe see some interesting, get some interesting footage while uh, being protected. Any, any chance Dr. Mendoza that there could be uh large caves or anything that we could take shelter in as well. You know, I think that's on our mission docket to see whether there are any, but the main impression is that this channel is a relatively recent geological event. So if there were significant caves, they probably would have pre-existed this channel huh. and then be exposed. But so I'd we'll say see. it's not impossible. I know, I'm not sure that I would 
suggest we move our vehicles into any cave we found before we explored it, though, so. Okay, this is just awesome. So the Speedwell and the Mayflower kick it into high gear as the meteor shower begins. And it is significant. There are fist-sized chunks of meteor hitting the planet with force. And uh, I think infrequently connecting with the rovers. So the one will bounce off the shell of the Speedwell. One will bounce off the shell of the Mayflower. And you tear around as quickly as possible to get in the lee of that canyon uh, protected from the meteors. And um, excitement's running high. I don't know who's driving, who's driving? Uh, would you make uh, some sort of a drive role or a navigate role or whatever you think uh, is most appropriate? That is not a, that is a failure. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> well, the, the rest of you, the four of you, go ahead and make spot hidden rolls. As you're looking, this, watching the sky. Regular success. Just missed it. I, I have missed it by a long shot. <laughs> okay, Mendoza, you, the ridge that you've come come around, it's it's high. It's a very high cliff. Um, 300 feet high, it's very high. You see, and I think you can confirm it with your, um, with your uh, magnetic detector. You can see another growth of that strange crystal way up high. I mean, it's super hard to see, right? Because they're translucent, but you know what you're looking for now. So there is another one. And, and, and while uh, a large meteor strikes the rear of the speedwell and knocks it sideways so that the rear end skids a bit, um, Svetnik, you do see a cave way up on the cliff wall. It's 300 feet high, so maybe 250 feet up. You, you had a regular success? Yeah, regular. You see a cave. There's like a cave mouth there that's fairly large. And but not five, something, not something five that you could drive into. No, you couldn't drive into it. But it's 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 a pentagon shaped. Yes. Pentagram. Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 With a point at the top. Right. So as soon as the skidding stops and we all catch our breaths and calm down. Amateur like, reports, of course. That was scary. Uh, uh, Doctor Mendoza, look, they look down the cliff. There's a fairly large uh, tunnel, but it or, or or cave entrance, but it looks rather regular, don't you think? That is so regular. That is that uh, you know would have to be crystalline, maybe something that eroded. Um, the uh, the uh, crystal cactus is that down in the valley with us, or is it at the top of that cliff above the 
cave. Above the cave. Not directly uh, above it, but it's on the, that ridge up above. It's on that ridge. That's, that seems... It, it uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, sometimes crystals grow uh, the Devil's Causeway and things like that, and it just looks like it's, shall we like say, not... laser cut under the mountains. Right. Um, like something Gentlemen, from Star it, Trek. It it might just have that look from from this perspective. We're in the bottom of the valley. That's true. Looking up. It, it it most likely has a whole other design when you look at it level. Why don't we... Um, that's not too far for a drone to fly, right? We, we no. Still can, so why don't we send... Um, uh, you know, let's send one drone to kind of hover up there. Plus, it may not be a cave. It could just be an outcropping or just a shallow... You know, so let's see. Let's see what there is to see. So let's, uh, Pershing, if you would do the honors, if you would, uh, and that drone and send that up there. Hopefully, poor Mo does not get struck by debris. Send Curly. Is is the meteor uh, shower still happening? Yes, it's continuing. Oh, you know what? Oh, we should wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Let's let's wait. Uh, and uh, have we have both vehicles, Speedwell and. Uh, Mayflower made it into the Lee. They have made it into the Lee, and Gray, the pilot, is calling from the Mayflower. Captain, it looks like you took a significant hit to the rear. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I, I it's been some time since I've been behind the stick, and I just uh, wasn't quite prepared for that. Is that the, the, is that sixth wheel operational? Uh, you know what? Uh, now that we're in the uh, Lee, I will go out and inspect it. Okay, so the Lee does protect you from the meteor storm, which does not seem to be abating. Okay. Uh, does anybody oh, else want to go out with the captain? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm adept at uh, electrical and mechanical pairs, so I'll definitely go. Okay. So the re so there's maybe three or four wheels on each side of this thing, and the wheels are bigger than you are, and uh, and one of the wheels has been um, broken by a meteor. Okay. So the integrity uh, of the of the the buggy isn't compromised, but its its mobility is. But but you could you with time could repair it. Um. Is there a uh, so there's redundancy in in all this, right? So is there a way to um, pull the broken wheel off and have a other wheel put on, and then just carry the broken one for repairs later? Sure, sure, right. sure. So we'll we'll start doing that. We'll start uh, replacing that wheel, and. Uh, um, and do that while we wait, at least for a little while. For the uh, d does the sojourn, uh, is it able to uh, provide a timetable on on when the uh, meteor shower will will let up or stop? When you hail them, there's no response. Mm. Could the uh, the lee of the uh, canyon be blocking the signal? 
Could be. Could we um, piggyback a signal through one of the drones and send a drone up to uh, to maybe try and get a better signal? Well, perhaps. Perhaps. They're, they're probably on the other side of the planet, didn't you say? Uh, only yeah, only if they were in danger, but it didn't seem like they were going to be in danger. Yeah, so let's send a drone up to try and piggyback a, a, a signal. Okay. Um, um, and it, so again, then you're just going to stay in the uh, in the lee of this canyon while the, as the drone goes yeah. up? So our signal should hopefully go up to the drone, and then from the drone it can go out to Sojourn. Yeah. And if we're going to lose a lot of hours waiting for the storm to pass and you do not need more hands on the wheel repair, uh, then I might take advantage of the of the downtime to uh, make my way up to see if that opening in the cliff wall is interesting. Be careful. Yeah, I mean, I would stay under outcroppings and on the on the flat whenever I'll, possible. I'll go with you. Right, chemistry if the other of you two are, are, are hit by by a meteor, make sure to scream very loud so we can come and get you. Okay. I guarantee it. Well, if I still have anything to scream with. It's it's only one of ten thousand things that can kill us on this planet. Okay. So our chances are good. Okay. The meteor shower continues. And Mendoza and Svetnik leave the ship and start making their way up the side of the, the canyon wall, which is uh, difficult, but not impossible. You, you, can find, you can find ways up, right? You're able body Astro Parsons. And it, we are light here. Yes. About 200 feet up. And you get up to it, and uh, well, you notice a whole bunch of things as you sort of, sort of get up on the lip of it. And it, the end, this, this, this cave is big, twenty feet in diameter, twenty-five. It's massive. It is uh, five-sided. So there's a floor, and then it goes up to a peak. Uh, it's dark inside, right? But you've got helmets with lights on them and whatnot. So they are, they are very smooth floor and walls that descend into the canyon. The floor is tiled. And around outside of the, of the cave mouth, in the cliff face, all around it, there are smaller holes that are about two and a half to three feet in diameter that are not near this central five-sided hole. They're pockmarked all around it. Uh, you said that the, this, the floor is tiled only? Floor is tiled. Is it tiled the, in, 
in pentagonal form? Yes, of course it is, but not symmetric. So it's this almost jarring pattern of this large worn tile. Of course, I've pinged Wu. Well, I can't reach Wu. We're not in touch with the sojourn. Captain Grant. Yeah, we're not we have, going to believe what we've discovered. Yeah, you guys need to share video when you when work allows it. But uh, we've found something uh, deeply anomalous. Um, Keeper, you said that that the large tunnel. You said it went down into the valley, but do you mean it goes down from the valley into the cliff face, or do you mean it's upwards once we enter it in the cave? No, it descends. So, so you, so you, you, you sort of you scamper up the side of the canyon, right, to the hole, and then the hole descends into the mountain, or it descends into the, um, you know, the interior of the ridge. Is that clear? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, uh, Colonel. Unless you have uh, countervailing orders, I think that. Dr. Svetnik and I are going to continue down this as long as we can see where we're going and maintain contact. Um, why don't you hold position and wait for us? We're gonna we're gonna come up there and and um, catch up because this yes. seems like it might be the discovery of a, just of, of a lifetime. Yes. Uh, we, have, we have so much a document right here we uh, can easily yeah um so we're gonna we're gonna uh, let's put together a, a full uh exploring team um so i'm gonna have um i'm gonna have to request that uh reach more that reach more and Ray, the pilot, the pilot, and the biologist. I'm going to ask the uh, Reachmore and Gray to stay with the vehicles, stay with Speedwell and Mayflower. Okay. And they're going to uh, work on continually work on trying to uh, get in contact with um, the Sojourn. They are also going to have Curly at their disposal. Uh, Mo and Larry are going to come with the rest of the team as we ascend, and uh, we'll take a you know portable unit to control the drones. Uh, two of them, one for each drone. And so let's. Uh, the rest of the team is going to climb and catch up to uh, Svetnik and Nacho and um, and we'll begin as a full expedition to to go in this is uh, this is wow clearly something that warrants um, uh, you know redirecting our planned mission uh, but that's you know that's what we do we're professionals and while we have a plan you know you you have to know when opportunity is knocking and and uh, and and answer that door. So uh, we're going to uh, adjust and uh, 
do this portion of the exploration and see what we can uh, find out from this. This is this is uncanny. This is unreal. What what could possibly be going on? Um, boy, I hope uh, I hope Gordon, the anthropologist, doesn't hear about this. I promised to, to take pictures, uh, so you know. Okay, so so, right. so so that I'm clear, Pershing, you, uh, Drozdov, Lewis, Gonzalez, and Westerberg are all scaling up the canyon walls to catch up with Svetnik and Mendoza. Correct. Yes. Correct. And, and Mo and Larry are coming with us too. And, and while, Mo and Larry are, are coming with you too. And while they are climbing up, I would like much, I would like very much to look at the walls uh, where these holes are and see if they have any regular sort of pattern to them or Okay, the holes are on the exterior of the canyon wall. So they're not actually oh. in the they're not actually in the tunnel. They're outside of it. Okay. So the tunnel itself though is smooth. The walls and the floor are. Yes. The floor is tiled. Um, and the walls seem decorated, Svetnik, with carvings. Uh, it's almost irresistible, like the lure of the unknown. As you start to see these large carvings on both sides of the wall, these uh, strange pictograph cartouches, uh, there are all these sort of just strange, strange symbols and circles and um, dot patterns and uh, patterns throughout and um, parts of them are painted. The paint is weathered and faded, but clearly um, uh, parts of it are decorated, uh, pigment, decorated in pigment. Damn. Um, the smaller holes outside of that that five shaded, you know, the, the big opening, the smaller holes, those are much harder to get to. So those you could scale to, and this is for any of the team that is approaching and seeing them. You know what, I, 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 I'm gonna make everybody else who's climbing up the wall, uh, uh, give me a spot hidden roll, if you would. Uh, maybe not necessarily you two guys that are inside, I forgot this, if you're inside, there was enough to do. Like 43 is the pass. Made a hard pass here. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the holes are uh, just in this, just uh, um, kind of anywhere, right? In this scatter shot pattern. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of them, right? Between fifty and a hundred of these holes. But what you notice is um, more of those strange crystal growths. So further along atop the canyon wall, you see another one of those crystal growths. And I don't know what, I don't know if the, if the meteor storm is aiding in it or what, but across the chasm, Pershing, you notice another one on the far wall, on, on the far canyon atop the far. Another huge um, pentagonal uh, cave. Yes. You notice another cave across wow. the chasm. My God! Look, there's there's another one right across. Lord. Okay, I did not have time to pretty these 
uh, cartouches up. So prepare yourselves for sketchbook drawings. But this pattern is across here. Let me see if I can help this out for you. Uh, let me hide the floating patterns. Let me zoom in a little bit. Oh, nice. Okay, so they, uh, my, let me hide this as well. So they run along, it's almost like, I mean, I've done it kind of like a comic strip, but they run down both sides of this long haul. And this are, is just samples of them. But it begins here and runs this way. And this is what I wanted to send you all in an email so you could kind of pour yes. over it. I'm loving this. And I will share this for as long as, as you would like. Um, then it runs along here and I'm just slowly moving my cursor kind of in the direction as you descend down the tunnel. Wow. What? Oh my God. Well, clearly, there's cosmological data, astronomical data, historical data. Uh, Those figures remind me of ancient Sumerian god figures. Yes, kind of with the wings and the. But are, are they showing us a connection between two different planets? Oh, good Lord, they are. And it's Earth and Mars. Because uh, yeah. you know earlier up the up the way, you know they had them sequentially colored. Yeah, the red planet and the blue planet. I think that, I guess that uh, whatever creatures made these considered Pluto a planet, because that's definitely the Pluto ellipse crossing mm -hmm. this plane. We're going to have to change everything then if aliens think that Pluto's a planet. It must be a planet. <laughs> and in 2032, the debate still rages where Pluto uh, is and Pluto isn't. It's as small as the moon. It's not a planet. <laughs> That's it's not, not orbiting what, what anything. Do, what do space-bearing aliens know? They certainly are obsessed with the number five. Gracious. What? What is that all over the, over the Martian surface? Looks like a net. Yeah, I think the aliens are carrying or moving or... I mean, we're reading this quite. Did they move the planet? Or and they this, put some sort of defensive network around it? This cave we're in looks like it's in that valley. And then yeah. what? What is the the purple ones and the yellow ones? Was there a war? And what do they have to do with Earth? What it's Earth, very strange. Earth looks like it's sweating. Well, look, <laughs> there's, there is a, there is another planet. Look at the the one with the five moons. Yeah, they're they're coming. They're entering kind of a tunnel like ours. That kind of that uh, pentagon shape, and they're emerging from a different one towards Mars, perhaps. They're, they're Those dirty. almost look like some kind of doorways, like Gates? they, yeah, yeah like they might trans, 
move through one and exit out the other. Their method of a uh, interstellar travel. It will take teams of scientists to come here and unravel all of this. This is. And let me let me just point out a couple things that that there are. You're all intelligent. Uh, all these little chicken scratch dots you suspect are some sort of writing. Right. Okay. And I just, I just want to point that out that they're sort of all over the place. Th these might be more designs, but there are, um, there are sort of, th this writing, is, it all seems to be in five. dot patterns. There's not always five dots. Sometimes there's two, three, four dots, but there's almost always a distinctive, a place where five could be grouped, if you're following me. Mm -hmm. Very, very strange. It's hmm. fascinating. Yeah, taking pictures, of course, of all of this. Yeah. You know, the, the, the drones are recording video. I mean, just everything's going on here. In the, in the one that looked like a city earlier, there are these sort of figures that seem to have eyes. Um, yes, yeah, like big uh, long arms or tentacles or something. Amorphous sort of creatures. Well, if you if you look at the, the top at the very uh, the first ones in the tunnel, once again, there's the planet with the five moons, and they're traveling from one solar system with one planet through the doorways to our solar system. Yeah. Right, right. Very interesting. And then they seem to follow Western tradition and consider the bottom of the Earth the South Pole. And like and there's some sort cry. of fortress down there. Yeah. Which is insane. I, I, I spent yeah, almost two years living at uh, McMurdo Station uh, training for this mission. This is. I did some mapping down there as well. Yeah, I didn't run across any skyscrapers. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, insane it is. I think this probably w should uh, provoke a sanity roll from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> viewing this. Well, once, ag once again, my my historic luck with sanity has continued, and I have failed. <laughs> yeah, fail here too. <laughs> but doesn't it seem unusual that you suddenly go crazy and you murder us all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be that steep, this slow realization that whatever that might have foretold. So right. let's just say a 1D4. So I don't think there's any chance that anybody's going to snap. And I think if you made it, that you should probably should roll. I mean, it's a one shot. It's not going to make a difference. But you should probably roll one or two points. All right. Lost three. Lose. Yeah. Lose one or two if you made it. And then and one to four. In, in, in a change of fate, I've only rolled one. My this this is going to be information that has to be handled delicately because now we are proving that the aliens exist. The and politics that they of this visited the Earth. You know, it's a good thing that the Scientologists gave us uh, six and a half billion dollars for this because they're going to love it. <laughs> um, so these uh, cave paintings and cartouches and stuff—is um, this still fairly shallow into the cave? Can we see the back of the cave? Does it you keep can. going? You okay. can. The cave just ends. And it ends in a five 
pointed frame. Almost like a doorway, but there's just a wall behind it. The door with the frame, the frame is covered in um, groups of those strange crystal growths at all of the joints, wherever, wherever a two piece connects. So there's five groups of these different things. And, um, and then there's this, there are the, those, that strange um, five point alphabet language written all over like the, the, the bottom post. This is, this is just like what's in the, uh, the cartouches over there. This okay, and the frame is vertical up against the back wall, right? Not, not on the floor? Correct, okay. correct, 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 correct. And it's also, it's in the center of the wall. So I think you can just barely reach up and touch the bottom of it. Oh, okay. Oh, so we Are can't... there loose stones in here? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I'm gonna bounce one off the wall inside the frame. And it responds as you suspect or hoped that it would. Is it bounces off the wall? All right. So maybe this is these things are inactive if we read these hieroglyphs correctly. Like Which I say, they'll have to send entire teams of scientists to study this. I thought Wu was going to be pissed, but man, Gordon's going to really <laughs> go on a killing. Yeah, seriously. Get back to Sojourn. I'm I'm totally going to be eating my words back for for Gordon. I, I oh man, I should have brought him. Um, the, so the frame is, is not at ground level. It's centered on the wall. Uh, and we can just reach up and touch it. And, and the frame is decorated with some of their alphabet that we've seen. Um, so can I compare some of the alphabet that may have been depicted on one of the frame, one of the portions that that talked about you know transportation to earth you know what we believe is earth and is there a way to like you know reach up and touch those cartouches and see if that does anything and in, in the in the order that it's written i want to see if i can touch those and then and then throw that rock again and see if see if that does anything okay brilliant um Yes, you can do that. How long it takes you to do that is interesting. Um, so give me, go ahead and give me an intelligence role, I think, as you're figuring this out. But I think it's, yes. Ooh. Me not so smart. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, standard success. And I'm only, uh, uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm nine points away from a hard. Uh, if I, if I need to make it a hard success, I, I, I would spend the luck for that. But I, standard so far. No, okay. No, you think that you have figured out that there is certain patterns that represent some of the different painted spheres that were on the wall, which you mm -hmm. are interpreting as, as, as the different planets. Um, that there are combinations of um, letters, let's call them, that, that signify different places. And... Um, and there are, yeah, there, there might be, you, you think there is a way, it's almost like some kind of a weird keypad that, that, you, that has maybe little crystal in the, um, in slight little depressions 
that you think maybe could be operational into as into some sort of a like a key pad yeah but you have no idea how to turn it on and there's no like um maybe you can just barely reach up there but there's nothing happens when you're trying to manipulate them what happens next is a frantic call from the radio um to you captain from gordon uh, commander commander gordon hey this this is uh grant i i read you uh what 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 whatever drone you left us curly curly we got curly up in the air and we've made contact with sojourn it's not good captain they say that there is a huge meteor headed towards the planet oh wow listen uh okay with the, um, you know the, uh, 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 the, um they didn't see it before because it was hidden deep within the meteor storm but it's as big as one of mars's moons all right yeah that's and it seems to be headed directly for noah's landing okay yep nope got it clear all right uh all right team saddle up we are leaving uh we're actually cutting this short we're heading back to bottle rocket uh we are going to lift off and head back to sojourn there is a um that's like three days away there's a catastrophic event coming and we've got to get moving Is a team hustle? You heard me, people. Let's go. Yep, Assholes and to. elbows. Sir, yes, sir. It is yeah. the bottle rocket is three or four days away. We're gonna. I mean, this is an inhospitable planet. We can't be. You know, who knows what kind of uh, destructive geological forces are going to be erupting when the uh, that thing strikes. Yeah, I'm doing some quick math here, uh, and even if that is moving slowly and hits a glancing blow, we're looking at uh, what would be an extinction event on Earth. We have, you know, we don't have any other choices. And if if Bottle Rocket is uh, is destroyed, you know, we're screwed. So we need to make our way post haste. If to. If. Uh, we could find some way to activate this portal. We could apparently go directly to Earth. But let's go try to get to the bottle rocket before it. Did, did Sojourn say when it was going to hit? Um, uh, Gordon says we lost contact with it. How do you lose contact with a gigantic Is rock the size of a moon? Is, is oh no no it's a one shot four hours oh, it's gonna well, make contact with dead. the surface in four hours all right okay i thought it was i thought we had more time well i'm looking at the clock it's a one shot Did we bring blind people on board this <laughs> that couldn't see a rock that size it it, it yes we were diversifying our, our our crew so yeah we brought some blind people um you know what let's find a way to get this gate turned on let's see if if these pictograms uh are true i won't hold anybody back if you feel like you for uh whatever reasons uh need to uh, need to to escape but 
doesn't sound like we have enough time. There's I'm with the doctor. Let's see if we can turn this on. I'd suggest that you call Gray and Murmur Reachman up. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Reachmore, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's have Gray and Reachmore uh, begin their ascent to to join us. There's a there's there's a cave. Uh, looks like an identical cave to this right across, right over there. Should they try seeing if they could secure a portal there? If one might be there. It's it's the same unnatural structure. That's if a good this call. one's broken, maybe we got the wrong cave. Maybe that one works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's do that. We'll send Wu and Reachmore to the other cave. And is it fairly level? Will the will the lines of communications be line of sight between each other? Mm -hmm. I wonder if the All two right. caves were once together and that the canyon is. That's my impression, geologically speaking, that uh, or not pushed them apart, but gouged a hole. Gouged through them. Word. So uh, yeah, if Gray and Reachmore, I think uh, you know again, uh, they should be given the option since they'll be scaling the wall that's more likely to get meteor hit but given that we're all otherwise going to be vaporized and, and you know what you know uh these uh these crystals they seem to have been uh reactive or carrying some kind of wave sound waves let's let's you know pershing play with the uh the the communication see if there's a wavelength that might uh, energize the uh or the, maybe the maybe newer crystals are more energetic than older crystals maybe if we take our sample and we try to exchange something in this machinery if there is machinery maybe we can give it a new power source gray can um gray can carry our sample crystal well, they're gonna of... they're gonna go to the other the other cave sure uh, can take uh, it sure, there. sure sure they're yeah. on their way. I mean, they'll drive over. They're they're hustling. Yeah, you've explained the situation to yep. them, and, and yeah, let's try it. let's try some sound uh, sound frequencies and see if you know squelching the radio might uh, get that to start vibrating and kind of turn on. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So Pershing is spending his time doing that, um, not having great results. Uh, the meteor storms it's still heavy, right? Um, the 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 four of you or the, there's a whole team of you i mean you're just sort of kind of trying all these different things and reading the um cartouches and trying to figure out how what might happen if um if um like if there's some way to sort of turn this on as you were talking about and westerbrook says uh what what, what are these smaller little holes that are peppered all around the outside of this cave don't know let's go and have a look down one of them or two yeah i mean they're about two feet in diameter how deep are they maybe three feet diameter and it's hard to tell so you can um make your way gingerly across the cliff face to the closest one is this captain are you doing this yeah i'd like to be involved and you can shine your light down there and it's just sort of a straight shoot it goes for as far as your beam can see. How about crystal and growth in them? Nothing. Smooth. Just no smooth. tile. No tile, what, no nothing. What angle down? Smooth. Pardon? What angle are they? 
30 degrees or no there no maybe um just off 90 degrees i mean you could crawl in it if you wanted to i'm gonna uh, put a piton i'm sure we've got ropes and things i want to put a piton in the wall and uh secure a rope and i'm gonna start crawling in uh and i'd like to suggest captain um uh, colonel uh let's uh get a drone to face this wall and try to map these holes onto a pattern of dots on the cartouche. Maybe we put a crystal in each of these or something. And oh, that's a good call. We re repeat a pattern. Yep. So yeah, lead that. You do that while I check and see how deep this goes. I'm going to that's try me. and decipher some of the cartouche. That's all. That's all awesome. Um, what what role would you what would you roll to decipher the cartouche? If archaeology or <laughs> how about intelligence? I don't know. Um, yeah. Why don't we do intelligence? And then and then not and Mendoza, you and you know what? Everybody else can make an intelligent role since you're all sort of spending your time looking at the wall while the commander is. Um, I have a seventy-five in intelligence, and I rolled eighty-one. Well, fortunately, I have an I have my eighty-five intelligence, and I have rolled a twelve, so that nice. is an extreme success. Perfect. Okay, perfect. So this is this is a, a perfect example of parallel editing because our commander is crawling into um, the tunnel, mm. and he's crawling, and he's crawling, and he's crawling. And uh, Drozdov is looking at the different things, and he's looking at the different um, the different little symbols that you suspect are this, these yellow faded yellow symbols that you think might be the the inhabitants of these um, tunnels. Yes, the builders and the, the ones that are sort of floating around the different planets and from that other different speckled planet that you found. And as you get to the end of the tunnel, Commander, it does indeed end just abruptly, which at first looks like this uh, looks like this is kind of a cave in down at the bottom of it. It looks like what has been a smooth bore all the way down um, just ends in almost like a pile of rubble, but it's a weird pile of rubble because it's not distinct into different rocks or anything. It's just this sort of mass of something. <laughs> Which I'm sure <laughs> you're going to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean I I'm an explorer. And 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 poke at, right? Yep. You know, and think that wait, wait, this well, I don't know what this is. It's not rock, it's more like Push shell. And Drozdov, you, as you're reading this, you there, see that, okay, the, the, yes, you, you're right. These things are gates, you think. And that these creatures have used, used these gates to move around both this planet and this solar system and maybe other solar systems. Um, and they make their homes, they bore tunnels and uh, sleep in the chutes next to the gates. I, so I, we have a problem. Um, 
the these these giant squiggly things with the eyes that are the builders, they seem to be making little burrows to the sides of the gate. Uh, Colonel, where are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm deep think... in one of the holes. I, I'm I'm gonna try and take a sample. There's something down here. And when you do poke at this shell-like thing, Commander, it moves. The whole thing kind of rotates. <laughs> and then uh, I think this big sort of spongy mass comes up from around the corner, and it's as big as your chest. It's this five-pointed, um, almost starfish kind of thing, and eyes open on the end of it, staring at uh -huh. Yeah, and I, I think you probably should make a sanity roll. I, I think I should too. That was startling. Uh, success. Um, we are your friends. <laughs> Help us open the gate. <laughs> okay. Guess what? You don't lose any sanity. Yeah, you lose a point. Let's take a point of sanity off. What are you going to do? Uh, um, I'm going to start backing up, trying to start getting it because it's still fairly level, right? Yep. 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 All right. Yep. All right. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start backing up. I don't think I can turn around. I don't think I went, you're big. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I went head tight. first. There's not enough room to turn around. So I'm just going to start pushing back, backing away from it, sliding back and going, that's nice. That's nice. Hello, friends. I am friends. I'm just kind of talking to myself, talking to my companions. There's not really an atmosphere, so it's not like it would hear me if I even had external speakers. So I'm just like, friends, and I start backing my way out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. It's looking at me. It's looking at me. I'm coming out, and I'm well, back. You're out. Me. Yes. You, 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 and you're out. One of the builders. Say that again. You you, you uh, found one of the builders in the tunnel. I can. I, I, yeah, there's something in here. I found one of the builders. <laughs> and I start um, I start backing out. What are you talking about, Colonel? There's something in here. Like so you found more crystals, or I I found a creature. It's is it following me? Is it coming out no. towards me? An no, alien? No. A creature? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Now you're out near the. Now you've climbed out, right? Okay. And uh, is any is any of the other team out by the lip of? Um... That's about where I was trying yeah, to work. Okay. Drone to take the over scan. Okay. Um, you can see the huge meteor coming. Oh, you can see it filling the sky. Um. We have very little time. We have very little time. And uh, what the hell, we'll just go with it. It's getting closer and closer. And I guess, fellas, this is it, right? You're, you're, I mean, you're looking at this and you think, well, this, and I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's getting as close as Mars's moons are. Pershing, Pershing. Yes, can sir. You, can you make an audible, an external audible sound with your equipment? Certainly. Uh, what what the decibel or 
something high frequency, make it make it noisy, make it irritating, and point it down this hole, the one that I just crawled in. Right away, sir. And make it make it noisy. Startle that thing. Get it out of here. Get All it right. wake it up. All right, so I start I start emitting uh, emitting sounds. Okay. Um, Bury it, warble it. Make it make it annoying. Sure, sure. Go ahead and make a go ahead and make a, 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 a communications roll or a, you know, right. like a science you, camera roll. You, so you, you got it. Here we go. Frequency. Here. Gentlemen, we're all about to die. We need oh, to eight. Okay, so you don't see this thing, but you have narrowed you have narrowed down and amplified the specific frequency that these crystals are emitting and receiving. And when you do that, um, a, a whole bunch of things happen. <laughs> uh, the thing in the tunnel comes flying out of the tunnel. I mean, just flying out of the tunnel. Uh, and you get to make a sanity check. Ah. Uh, oh, no, not good. 81. That's a fail. Okay, 1d6 of sanity loss as this star-shaped thing with uh, sort of like this five-pointed fungal head and these long five streaming tentacles and five wings that are around it. So it's in this real like loud, fluttering, frantic pattern comes popping out of the hole. How many points did you lose, Pershing? Five. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so first make your, let's see if you uh, can make your intelligence check. Oh God, why did I have to have a 70 intelligence? Wait a minute, where's my, let me see my, oh, here it is. Uh, oh, cool, I failed my intelligence. 83 out of 70. It must be some trick of the, I don't know what it is. But you retain, you don't go temporarily insane. Uh, you hang on to control of the character for a moment, but at the same time, okay, the moon, the, not the moon, the meteor that's coming quickly, right? And you are all thinking, well, this is it, we're dead, stops. It just stops. And there's this quick flash of sort of this white grid work that's preventing it from striking the surface. And when it that. stops, and there's this quick flash of light. Now, remember, there's a whole lot of other meteors coming as well. Um, there's this incredibly loud noise that I don't know if you would hear it. You can't tell how loud it is because of the low atmosphere on Mars, but you all can hear this noise, this like chirping, piping noise. Um, immediately followed by all sorts of these things shooting out of holes. So all around the cave mouth, creatures come flying out. The air is full of them. We all see this, right? Let's get out of here. Yeah, the whole team all, sees it. You're probably all making sanity rolls at this point. Should we all do uh, sanity? Uh, yeah, I'll do sanity for this this mass. All right, fail. <laughs> well, one d six. Good. Yeah, like, 
If I hadn't lost other sanity, I would have passed, but I lost it, so now I lost this as well. Five points. Ooh. Oh, make your intelligence check. So that's a pass. Passed. That is so a you pass. understand the unnatural horror that's going on. Go temporarily insane, and we can roll on our abbreviated hardcore list. Roll a d6. Four. Oh, you faint. You faint and drop like a stone, and I don't think you were anywhere near the edge of falling off the cliff. So and I think... How much sanity is lost for people who were successful in their sand roll? Let's say uh, one to two. One to two points. Okay. <laughs> I rush oh. over to help Dr. Drozdov. I've, I've, that pushes me to 20% uh, sand loss from the beginning of the day. That I started at 50, I'm at 40 now. So that's temporary insanity, yes? Yep. Go ahead and roll a d6 oh. for us. Okay. Three. Oh, <laughs> it says kill every last motherfucker in the room. Oh, no. And I have I stipulated that I have my service, my Desert Eagle 50 cal on me. What? Yes. Oh, you brought a gun? <laughs> you brought a gun in space? But is inside suit? Oh, yeah, that's right. It would be, yeah, I, it, it would be useless here. Well, unzip your suit and get it. <laughs> would I? I'm sure. I'm sure that you would have some way to access it. You're you're insane. You unzip your suit to get it, and you die, and we're saved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So say again. Oh, so so what would I would I do that? Would there be a mechanism to use it externally, or or would you just jump on the nearest innocent person, or jump on the nearest flying thing that you or try to? I don't know. It's I. It, you know what? It's entirely up to you. Oh, I'll Arjun. go after the creature because it's so crazy. Ah. No, no, that's better than like here. Take this. Take him instead of me. <laughs> so I'll okay. Take a rock and try to smash it. Ah. Fantastic. That's ah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and make a. Go ahead and make your basic. That so one of these creatures that's flying near you. Think of all these props. <laughs> Um, go ahead and, and, and strike brawl. at it. Oh, yeah. Here comes my brawl. Boom. Ooh, nice. 17 out of 50. That's a hard rah, rock, man. Rah. Um, uh, well, this thing tears at you with its tentacles, trying to rend you to bits. Uh, and you have a hard success. It only has a success. So you actually hit it. Yeah. Uh. You hit it and you and you damage Dude, rock, it. Oh, rock damage. Yeah. Is that a one d three? Sure. Yeah, yeah. One d one d three. All right. It, oh, there's one point. Ah. Oh, just ah. enough to just enough to annoy. I don't even think it's enough to get past its armor. It's got to have armor. <laughs> the Brock breaks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You have drawn its attention. Um. 
uh, it's just so much that happens all of a sudden because you, so this, this, um, this thing is going to try to rend you apart, Pershing, but the rest of you, your eyes are drawn to this rock that's hanging in the air, um, right, which is just suspended, not going to impact Mars. When you see something come swimming out from behind it, which is the best way to put it this long worm-like metallic object that must be massive comes swimming out from behind it into view. <laughs> and as it sort of passes over the surface, it, uh, it, it, it emits this sort of cloud of what looks like white puffy stuff that slowly descends towards the surface. And then it, 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 it and like you all see this, and then it swims over to one of the other moons that's floating, that's orbiting around Mars and starts to slowly wrap itself around it. So this thing is huge. And it, it, it just sort of wraps it up uh, like a snake would wrap up a mouse. And these things that are falling towards the surface are, uh, uh, as they disperse and they get closer, there's hundreds of them too. It's not a puppy cloud. They're individual things, creatures with wings that are descending towards the surface. And all of the other creatures, these and these are kind of like these pink, they've got a multitude of wings overhead. They look almost like milkweed seeds with stingers, um, with this multitude of, of, of wings overhead and these large stingers. And anyways, the other creatures that you dislodge from the chutes are flying up to engage with them. Oh my God. <laughs> and the one creature a sand check to see all these massive things descend and the giant metal snake and, and yeah 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 i told you it was fast and furious yeah sand checks all the way around well oh. now i failed because my sand's gone down enough oh okay. yeah one one point if you succeed one d6 if you lose all right Oh, fortunately, we're all having a psychotic break now. How's everybody doing? Do, any, do we have any temporary insanities? Still okay. I've I've passed my. I think I'm going to faint again. <laughs> and that oh wait! Oh, you're still fainted. I, oh, I fainted. I missed it. I you miss it. I missed I, out on the fun. Yeah, and that pushes me uh, to five loss. I've so do we, so so Mendoza. Do we need to check to see to make an intelligence check? Yes. And I'm smart and normal success. So I'll roll a one d six, and that's a four. I believe I recall that means. But I you was outside the cave, oh, no. organizing the drone. So there's a significant chance that I'm going to fall. I, yeah, I think a luck, a, if you succeed with a luck roll, you won't. 
<laughs> Had, having not spent any luck, having started with 50 luck, I rolled 52. <laughs> Nacho! No! Only my third failed roll all night. Oh man, it's, it's like 200 so feet. But I'm very late. <laughs> Your 90 pound bag of cement still plays. But you still have mass. <laughs> Right. So okay, let's just be, I'll be kind and I'll say 3d6. You take 3d6 points of damage. So there's a chance you'll be okay at the bottom of the, the castle. Yeah, I have 10 and I rolled a 5 and a 1 and a 2. 8 points out of my 10. Oh, God. So you have a major wound and you're lying at the bottom of the cliff. Meanwhile, the creature that came out of the chasm is going to try to tear Pershing into pieces. So Pershing, you can you can brawl or try to dodge this creature. Oh, I'm I'm I've lost my sanity, so I'm not dodging, I'm just fighting it back. Ah, you killed Please make a brawl roll. Oh no, it fails me. 76 out of 50. Yeah, 76 out of, yeah, fail. Um, uh, boy, I, I hate to do this to you because I, I generally. <laughs> it, okay, it grabs you with its tentacles. It picks you up in the air and it, it tries to tear you apart. And I'll let you roll your damage. Oh, it's God. 3D, 3d6 damage. Oh, geez. Oh, oh, five. And five is 10. And I have 10. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's late. Pershing's rent to bits. Mendoza is lying at the bottom of the cliff. There's this huge aerial combat going on. This long worm-like creature is constricting and squeezing one of the moons. And all of the crystals all around you, from the, all of this activity and from that weird sort of sound that you keep hearing, like this, you know, this uh, 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 kind of warning sound that keeps flashing in your head. Uh, Tekalili, Tekalili, yes. That keeps repeating, <laughs> Tekalili. All of this crystals light up. All of them. They all write up in this sort of this uh, bluish luminant color. Let's, I want to see if I can activate the gate to turn on for, for using the alphabet that we think is for Earth. I want to try and enter in that, that, uh, that coordinate. Okay, sure. Yeah, you can do that. I think and when you do that, that cave wall in the back maybe shimmers and turns sort of this bluish haze. You can't see through it, but it's not the back of the cave wall anymore. It's just like kind of this bluish haze. All right. I, I want to take a run and with Mars's lower gravity, try and do a, a jump and go through it. Okay. Okay. Here <laughs> you've left you've left the scene. Svetnik, uh, Drozdov, what do you two want to do? Well, I'm I'm trying to wake up oh, Drozdov. Oh, what is? He's awake. He's awake. All those things, all those things in the air. Uh, it's it's, another dream. It's insanity. Uh, aliens, 
Actually, I guess they're not there. We're the aliens. Well, uh, I Captain, uh, the uh, Colonel Grant has just jumped through the gate. Oh. Hopefully, it didn't manifest itself 200 feet above the ground over Antarctica. <laughs> but uh, where is where is Pershing? Where is Mendoza? Pershing? Pershing has been destroyed by one of those things, uh, and Nacho has fallen off the cliff. I don't know if he's alive or dead, but. I'm my not suggestion going up there is, to get him. Let's go. What's your? It's two hundred feet down. There's monsters everywhere. I uh, know. We're not going up there after Mendoza. Oh, okay. Yes, I agree with I'm that. I'm saying we got to go. Screw Mendoza. Um, every 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 doctor for himself. Uh, let's. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to take a chance and jump through the gate? The, the once you, once the commander I, jumps through the gate, the gate sort of winks out. And turns back to the stone wall. Ah, oh, shiza. <laughs> but but the crystals are all still lit up. Everything in that like everything is still lit up. Hit the earth thoughts again. Hit the earth thoughts. Okay. E A T H. <laughs> no, Boy, so that's wrong. not wow. how language works. Not everything translates into English letters and spells out English words. You've been watching too much television. Hit the this symbol is Earth. Hit the Earth symbol. All right, Earth symbol. Mendoza, you're laying at the bottom of the chasm, just a crumpled shell, and you're sort of looking up into the sky. <laughs> We're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Well, you're looking at this uh, moon that's being constricted by this 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 long worm-like thing. Yeah, is this a moon? Is this something else? It's a, it's one of the it's one of the moons. Is it's orbiting and it's being constricted no. and it's and and um, we called it Phobos, but what is it? <laughs> it suddenly bursts. It's shattered from the constriction, and uh, huge, but not as big as it itself, of course. But big pieces of the moon now fly out in all sorts of directions. And now they're causing serious damage to the surface of um, Mars. I mean, the, wrecking the, canyon walls and... Is the, is the white web gone? White web doesn't seem to be stopping these smaller pieces oh, just big of ones. rock. Uh, but just I, to, to, I see just, my childhood cat, white and black. Her sweet face. Right. The sheep laps at my you, I think maybe before you lose consciousness, I don't know, you do see the, the, the rocks spurs out everywhere, uh, and they probably should destroy the sojourn. So you can see the sojourn coming back into orbit just in time to get blasted by these rocks from the moon that are going out everywhere. And then the only real question left is what happens to Svetnik and uh, Drozdov? We're going to try to jump through the gate. Same as Captain. What other choice do we have? They are none. So <laughs> we have to go back uh, to the Earth and tell them all that we we wrecked Mars. We didn't um, do it. It was those things out there in the air. Yeah, but we started it all. We popped so, a piece of crystal off. No, so it's uh, what is it? It's it's okay. So it's what has been three and a half hours, I think. Um, it works. You activate the gate. The two of you jump through. 
and with the captain, I won't put you 300 feet above Antarctica. <laughs> but the three of you are standing on a snowy, barren plain. Oh, so warm compared to Mars. The end. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> Holy was smoke. Fun. So was it a previous cal colony of elder things? Uh, and were they the polyps that were showing up to uh, attack? They were the, they were the, um, the no, they um, they are Migo from Pluto. So nice. the whole thing is so oh, the Pluto passing and sending the little, little moon things at. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other the other moons uh, were previous attempts. So it was us that caused it because we said nasty things about Pluto, <laughs> <laughs> and the Migo were like, "We're a fucking planet." Well, thank you, thank the five of you for bearing with me, and uh, that was and, and great. It, I did, you know, I did, it, it came together really quick, and uh, and you're great sports, and um, it just thanks so much. Let's close thank the episode. Thank you for running. Yeah, um, let's close it thank up. You. Uh, our players included Stuart Lively, Morgan Llewellyn, John Hook, David Gasway, and myself with Matt Ryan as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where we can chat with our other members. Uh, you can uh, set up private games and. Learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>